All right, my name is Will Galster. Uh, I'm a member of the Hillsdale Action Shooting Team, which is a Hillsdale's pistol team. Uh, and I'm here with uh, Greg Clement, who's one of my teammates, and my coach, Adam Burlew. Basically, uh, this is a part two to the first interview that we did last semester, which was basically highlighting what we were doing in preparation for the SASP Nationals in Talladega, Alabama. And so we're going to kind of go over what happened and um, just kind of fill you guys in on on how it went. So uh, I guess that's kind of the first question. How how did we feel, how did we do compared to what we were hoping to, to get done? I feel like we've made some progress considering last year, definitely placing better in some other divisions. Adam, how, uh, how do you feel the team did compared to last year? The biggest thing that I noticed <clears throat> from last year to this year was just the demeanor of the team, their ability to just go down and perform. They're much calmer this year than last year. Last year was the first year for a lot of the shooters to even be at that competition, so they didn't know what to expect, what the atmosphere would be like, and the weather was kind of trash last year, which sort of played into our favor, but mm. they just didn't know what to expect, whereas this year, of course, we had some of that with some of the newer shooters, but it was nothing like it was before, uh, so the team was very focused. They were down there to do a task. They knew what they needed to do. They knew what they were capable of. They knew what they needed to manage from an individual standpoint in terms of anxiety, um, performance expectations, and also how to correct those if things didn't go well because we had practiced that format really heavily right up before we left. So much less nerve-wracking than it was the first year and I think the scores and you know the scores reflected that even we didn't win everything we wanted to win but if we looked at last year's scores versus this year which is kind of hard to compare considering we don't always shoot the same stages but nonetheless you can tell that the team as a whole shot better than it ever had and certainly much better than last year even better in practice actually all the yeah. practice matches we had the the top squad the way it works is uh, we might have explained it last time but as an overview Basically, there's four uh, shooters per squad, and basically you add uh, the four times, overall times, uh, from those four shooters, and that's the total squad score. So we ran a couple simulation matches, which is the exact same target setup, exact same rules, exact same everything. And um, the top four times we added together, I think it was somewhere, was it 184? We had a 181, I think a 185. There were some other days that weren't as good. So 187, yeah. Um, we knew that those times could be competitive. Um, any given year you can win with a 185, depending on who shows up and how amazing someone else's other squads can mm -hmm. be. Right. Uh, down there we ran it in 175 and change, which was really fast compared to what we had ran before. So we ended up winning by, what was it? 14 seconds? Yeah. 14 or 16 or something like something that. Yeah, like it was it, around 15 second Yeah, deficit. so it was yeah. – uh, we didn't think it was going to be that uh, that big of a spread. We were looking at the other teams and their scores and where we were shooting and how we shot and kind of gauging and guesstimating. We thought it was going to be just nail-biting close, and it ended up just not being that way. In the, in the 1911 division, it ended up being a lot closer. Mm -hmm. um, we just didn't shoot quite as well as we would have liked and or needed to but it was at least it was a good a good tussle I mean it wasn't a total blowout um so we they definitely knew we were there even though we didn't walk away with that one the way we would have liked to but yeah. um nonetheless you know the guy's done really well and um yeah they shot a really good match 
Yeah, we definitely. I would say for for 1911, I think it was like a five or six second deficit, which wasn't wasn't too bad. Definitely felt like at least at least for me the the 1911 match, which time wise for me was about the same, but I definitely felt a little more checked out at that one, like a little more tired from the first run because Centerfire, which is the one that we won, um, and actually gets you the uh, the Centerfire National Championship. Um, is a much more competitive division um, and is also the one that we shot first um, because we wanted to be as fresh as possible for that one. And I put what felt like mm-hmm. all the just all the focus, everything into that run, which I assume you're same boat, Greg. Yes and no. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I wanted to win the Centerfire Trophy a bit more than the 1911 Trophy right. probably, yeah. but I still tried to put everything into the 1911 as well, but... Oh, definitely no. I definitely didn't. Yeah, I didn't dial it back for 1911. <laughs> but I will say, like when I got I got to those four stages, it did feel like I was yeah. a little bit more burnout. And yeah, it had been a long day. I was definitely less nervous and stressed when shooting the 1911, uh-huh. yeah. which almost always results in being less focused. Mm-hmm. Um, I almost wish I was more nervous and <laughs> for for the 1911 because I probably would have been more zoned in. But you know it. It goes how it goes. Yeah. yeah. The mistakes the guys made with the 1911 were kind of indicative of just some fatigue. Um, they were just little errors that, and that's the that's the way this game is played. You know, it's such a short format. It's four stages, and it's over. So right. any error, you just don't have a lot of time to make it up. You really don't have any time to make it up. So you just have to put four really clean runs every stage without any big oopsies mm-hmm. um not a ton of miss no misses if you can help it if you do drop a target you got to pick it up super fast guys were just not getting the hits quite like they wanted to like they were able to and i think it was just a little bit of a you know it was a it was a fatigue thing the center fire that was the big thing that we were after right and guys had put a ton of effort into that and then i don't know if we were just more comfortable with the 1911s and we've just we of course we won that the year prior and we thought well maybe we've got this in the bag i doubt anyone really felt that way because we talked about that a lot before we went down there saying hey this isn't over by any means these you know we don't know who's going to show up other programs have the ability we've lost to them before so you know just a little bit might be one thing too many i think is kind of what it ended up being Mm -hmm. um but just despite that they still shot really well it just wasn't quite where it needed to be, and the 1911 scene down there has gotten more competitive. Um, yeah. uh, Texas A&M's running you know, staccatos, which really knows what that is. That's a really, really nice high-end piece of equipment, and <clears throat> you know, equipment's not everything, obviously, but it doesn't hurt. Um, our sure. guns ran fine; they're good guns too, but more often than not, those two guns aren't allowed to compete head-to-head um, because of the you know advantages that they do give you, but and that's changing in this organization just it hasn't happened yet so you know i don't think we'll be getting staccatos anytime soon but we do have some other offerings that we're kind of looking at to maybe kind of level the playing field and yeah, maybe close that gap just a tad it doesn't hurt if yeah. we have access to it why wouldn't we use it mm-hmm. you're listening to a hashed interview uh number two uh this is on radio free hillsdale 101.7 fm yeah i mean that kind of brings us i would say because i think overall we, we cover the nationals pretty well but Where's uh, where's the team going from here? 
Like what are some, some bigger plans? And then also maybe even more of an extension is, you know, what's the range going to look like in the future? Cause we're shooting at halters for the first time this year. And within that year, we've had quite a bit of progress with, in all regards. So you know, what are we, uh, what are kind of some of the plans? Are we picking up new divisions? Uh, are we shooting in other types of competitions besides SESP? What are we, what are we looking at? That's uh Something we're looking at, um, SASP is a really great place to start for a lot of programs. I kind of feel like it's something to grow out of um, personally because there are other offerings like Steel Challenge and USPSA and IDPA and Multigun, and there's just there's a lot you can do with that, and most people don't even realize these things exist. And, they, and from the college perspective, why would they? There's never been a collegiate division for these things. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, I mean, we just shot a collegiate, you know, action shooting match that very closely resembles Steel Challenge. We'll certainly continue to shoot Steel Challenge matches um, just to get those reps of going to a match and stepping in the box and when it's for, you know, for real. Really considering heavily moving into the USPSA. Part of that is because the USPSA actually owns Steel Challenge, so mm-hmm. they're, you know, a lot of the matches are at the same locations that we have access to. They're not too horribly far away. Right. On top of that, it's a more exciting game. I just It's a more complex game. Um, I shot my first USPSA match at the uh, Michigan sectional what, two weeks ago. Yeah. That was and, the time. Yeah. And, well, yeah, well, all three of us were there. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> I kept it in the northern half of the pack, which was about all I could muster. Um I've shot a lot of IDPA. I've not shot USPSA except for that one match, and it's the state-level match, so, you know, perfect time to start. Yeah, <laughs> amazing uh, time for your first match ever is just hop and, right into the right. level match. <laughs> and that's just, it's just, IDPA is much more rigid. It's, you know, stand here, shoot this target, stand here, shoot this target, move here, and you don't, there's not a ton of stage planning. There's a little bit. Um, if the stages are laid out real well, there's usually kind of two ways to shoot it. There's the, you know, the safe way and then kind of the risky way, right. and the risky way is faster. So you have to decide, you know, how confident are you in your skills and ability that day to maybe take that riskier route. Whereas in USPSA, you know, the stage briefs are almost comical. It's like there's nine USPSA targets, there's three steel and one activator. Shoot them in, you know, you must be inside the shooting area and go. Yeah. It's, uh, this okay. is your round count. Go. Yeah. 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 Here's your round count that you can't remember because you're not smart enough to do it anyways. And <laughs> by the time you step up, you've forgotten how many targets there were. Right. And you just run around and look for them. And when you see them, you shoot them. And then, you know, hopefully you don't not you run shoot past one. one. Yeah. It, don't not shoot one because that's like 5,000 points or whatever it ends up being. <laughs> and you end up getting really, really bad scores, I found out. So, <laughs> yeah. So don't do that. Um, right. So. I'm not digging on the sport. It's just something I hadn't done a lot of, and it's a very different format than what I'm used to. That being said, the challenge of it is very appealing. It is fun. It's dynamic. Um, it's a brainy sport. You, you can't just do it the way I did it. For, we just walk out there and just hunt them down and shoot them one at a time because they, they can hide them in plain view. It's insane what good yeah. stage planners can do. Well, and the stress kicks in. It's like you have targets that are sitting literally right in front of you, and somehow you just don't see it at yeah. the time. Yeah, yeah, I had a popper that I must have walked through that stage a dozen times, and I was feeling really good with the plan. It was towards the end of the day. I'm like, all right, I'm starting to get the grip of this. It's, you know, these two over here, 
shoot that one, skip that one, go over here. I got two here. Don't forget the popper. Got it. And then and then and I get all done, and the guy grabs me by the shoulder, and he just kind of points over at that popper, and I never even <laughs> shot. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure if I shot at it and missed and thought, well, that sucks, and just kept going or what, because I'm like, man, I in my mind, I shot that popper probably 15 times, yep. and then when I got on my turn to go, just, <laughs> just absolutely can't handle it. Yep. One, so it's like, okay, this – so it would have been nice to do it at a, a smaller local match, like, you know, USPSA for dummies. You know, there's only right. like five targets instead of like a thousand, it feels like. And, but that being said, I still had a good time. Um, the range, you know, up at Brooklyn, the, the, the match was ran really well. Everyone was really well behaved. We didn't have any issues with anything that I was aware of. And Walt, the guy that helped ran the range up there for that event, um, he's going to come down at some point and help us start setting up things like that yeah, yeah, at right. our facility. So, um, those kind of ideas are things that we're going to explore out at Halter. There's things that if we can do it, we should. And it's just more opportunities, and there's a lot more to practice. It's not nearly as redundant. Um, so we'll look into it. Um, we, we, we're working with the, the USPSA and trying to get a collegiate division. The USPSA has went through some management changes rather abruptly, okay. and I'm not 100% where if that conversation regarding the collegiate thing um, – ever was had or where it's at or okay. if it's just one of those we don't care go away i have no idea i hmm. haven't had a chance to reach out to them i don't even know who the new director or the president is um i guess it's the former vice president or whatever they call it the, yeah you know and i have no idea who, even who that is so yeah my thought is let's just do it anyways mm -hmm. and i mean we don't have to do uspsa because they allowed us to, we, you know, we can set that up as yeah, a non-sanctioned so, match, an right. outlaw match, whatever you want to call it, and invite other colleges. And if they show up, we'll shoot the match. Right. I yeah. Mean, yeah. So easy peasy. Mm -hmm. Just for reference, for what USPSA looks like, if you don't know, um, when we get there, we might have a general idea of what the stages look like if they posted pictures of them. But really, as kind of a general rule, you have no idea what the stage is going to look right. like until you yep. show up there that day. Um, and then you have a four-minute walkthrough period to figure out where all the walls are, where all the barrels are, where the targets are. And you got four minutes to figure out where you need to be, how you need to shoot it, and then you all take turns shooting it. Um, yep. So <laughs> and you get one, one run-through. Yeah. So no, if you, no if you mess it up, you messed it up. Unlike the, the, steel kind of, or the steel competitions that we're doing, it's like if you have one bad run, oh, you have, another one, you have four others to make up. With USPSA, you screw up the first run, that's the only time you're going to get to shoot the stage. Yeah. And that's the rough part, especially when you start missing targets because the penalties for not engaging targets and missing, just not putting a round on paper or on steel, uh, you lose a lot of points really, really fast. So, um, you know, when you watch it, you watch, uh, what I'd say, replays or, or videos of people shooting USPSA online, um, just because it looks really fast and, and slick doesn't necessarily mean they're actually scoring well if they're not getting their hits. <laughs> so true. that's yeah. the impressive thing because you, you see some guys who are absolutely blazing through it and they're not actually doing that well because they're either blowing by targets or missing targets. Um, but what's always impressive, um, there's plenty of guys on Instagram that do it, um, is watching people that move that fast but also have insane accuracy and are actually getting... 95 to 100 percent of the points based on how well they're hitting the targets and that to me is just so impressive and a bar that i'm maybe someday going to get <laughs> somewhat close to i'm hoping 
Um, but it's just, it, it's such a different type of sport because your fundamentals have to be so strong because what you're actually should be worrying about is what your brain's doing and what your eyes are seeing. And that's really what makes USPSA shooters good. Your footwork has to be fantastic. You can't think about footwork as you're running around because you're just going to be, as I like to say, baby walking around the stage. And um, then when it comes to marksmanship, you can't be thinking about, oh, this is how I have to prep the trigger. This is how I have to align the sights on every shot. It's like you don't have the time to do that. And so that's why it's great to start with steel because steel isolates a lot of the, the marksmanship fundamentals. You don't have to think too much. You don't have to worry about footwork too much. And even then, the holster work, you know, in SASP, it doesn't exist. But in Steel Challenge, it, it's there. So you at least get the rep in of, of drawing from a static position. Uh, and getting a, a decent fast draw because that actually matters in Steel Challenge. But you start going to the USPSA, uh, you're definitely it, it's kind of the the deep water of of pistol shooting, I would say. It's it's tough, and really the you know the the individual shots themselves, if you're not trying to do them fast, are often not very hard shots. But right. as soon as you incorporate in, oh, I have another ten targets to remember where are. <laughs> right. Then yeah. it, it becomes a lot of cognitive load. Yeah. <laughs> no, definitely. And I, I noticed that too, is that when I first started doing it, I was I was doing the stage walkthroughs and I'm thinking, Oh my gosh, there's so much stuff out here and I don't know what I'm supposed to do and and uh but I don't want this to be like a you know, you should be terrified of shooting your first USPSA match. But um what I can say is take it slower, especially the movement wise. Um and it's actually not as scary as it sounds. It's just, it's a lot to take in. If you want to win, you have to focus on these details really well. If you just want to go out and have fun, you can go out and have fun. Absolutely. As long as you can handle the firearm safely while moving, while reloading, you're ready for a USBSA match. It's, yeah. it's not that scary. Um, and everyone there will welcome you and be happy that you're there. They love new shooters, but just got to be able to handle the gun safely. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. Case with uh, the the reason too that you're gonna say that for USPSA is because there's forward and backward movement at some points, and being very mindful of where your muzzle is pointing um, is is very important. And not only just for the sake of not getting disqualified from a match, but the safety of everyone else that's around you. That's the that's the primary concern. Um, and it it is really a fantastic sport. It's one that I'm going to be transitioning to after I graduate. I'm mostly going to be shooting USPSA. I'm still going to sit around Steel Challenge because it's kind of my first love with with Steel Challenge. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's a it's a great sport and one I'm I'm hoping to see. Uh, we could do a small like a little mini match, five stage USPSA mini match to halters. We have the space for it. I think it'd be pretty neat. Yeah, no, and it's something that um, the management out there has already asked about and you know can we do it should we do it and we've kind of decided yes yes we can and yes we should Mm -hmm. um it's something that's still relatively new to me in terms of all the little intricacies of how to set up a stage because stage playing is a big thing right um you can it is possible to from a stage setup standpoint to create stages that are inherently unsafe and it is the job of the stage planner to make sure that they don't do that. Right. So that's also comes with how crazy do you want to get with the stage layout? You can make it really simple and still have it be fun, 
or you can try to replicate what we saw at the sectional match. It was a state level match, so it, it's a you know it's a pretty serious operation that yep. we went to for the first time. So that's part of the reason you might be hearing us going, you know, holy cow, that was a lot. Well, it was. It's like not a great place to start, you know, your <laughs> yeah. USPSA journey. But, you know, <laughs> you got to start nonetheless. So we decided, you know, the deep end's fine with us. So that's where we'll go. Mm-hmm. Don't feel like it's something you can't do. Okay. There's some complexity there. But if you're just going to learn, especially if you go to a level one, non-big deal kind of match, you know, a monthly match or even like a weekly practice match, you know, like Rick said, you show up, say, hey, I'm new. I've got the equipment. I'm pretty sure I'm safe enough to do this. They'll be just ecstatic that someone younger than their typical crowd is there. Right. That's especially the big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the clubs have figured out that um, the old boys aren't uh, going to be there forever, you know, and the younger crowd is where it's at. And they've embraced that. You know, the the old the days of old where it's like, you know, get out of here, kid. We don't want to deal with you and your fancy gun and your nonsense. Because we can't <laughs> because A, we don't understand it and B, we can't beat it because we're just too old and we don't move like that anymore. Yep. Anymore. They're they just want to see a, someone put down a really good run. You know, like they're they're a spectator at the same time. Mm-hmm. So that's always been my experience. Like Brooklyn, we shoot up there a lot. You know, I you know, I shot a ton of IDP up there IDPA up there. And anytime a new shooter showed up, they were just you know, they, they want to make sure they know that you're a new shooter so they know how to kind of, you know, make sure that you learn the sport safely. Right. Um, but they're always glad to have you. I mean, especially the females. I mean, that's a big thing. Um, <laughs> you bring a female up there, they're just, they, they, they love seeing the girls get into the sport. Yep. Um, my wife went with me more than once and they're like, do you have a gun? They're like, I got an extra one in the car. Do you want, you can shoot that. Like they're like ready, free ammo. They're ready to hand yeah. her holsters, guns, ammunition, the whole stick. They'll even yep. pay to get her in. Just, you know, they probably won't do that every time, but the first time's free kind of thing. They are willing to do that. So yep. if you, you know, say you hear this and you're like, I don't know this, you know, alphabet soup game that they play. I don't know what it is. And you type it in and you're like, wow, it looks like a lot of fun, but it looks like it's too much. Probably if you're watching on YouTube, it's a pretty big level match, okay? So a level two or a level three, and that's probably some of the top-end shooters. You probably won't be doing that right away. Right. So yeah. don't feel like that's what you're diving into. It'll be a very um, diluted version of that. And like I said, just be straight with them. Say, hey, I'm brand new to this. And the, everyone there will be like, hey, think about this. Look at this. Try it like that. And they will let you literally walk through the stage because as long as you're safe, they do not care. Mm-hmm. You can be the word. You can miss every target and walk through that stage. And if you do that, but you are totally safe and you follow the directions that they give to you, they'll be want. They'll want to know if you're coming back. Right. Like they'll they'll really be excited for you. And so yeah. So don't feel like it's something you can't do. You absolutely can. Any gun that you you know you don't need a competition gun. You, you'll see if you look it up. You'll see these fancy race guns that are all tricked out with all the you know. Fanciness, the optics and the brakes and these crazy looking holsters. Um, if you have a center fire semi-automatic pistol, it fits into some category that you can shoot it. Yep, it does. And if you don't have the right holster, they're like thirty bucks. Go get you one, and you're off to the races. Um, probably back not. Back pocket the, for magazines. Yeah, back pocket for magazines, perfectly fine. Yep. So, just you don't have to have everything under the sun. You don't have to go out and spend five thousand dollars getting all outfitted with this sort of thing. You, you don't need that if you've got a. A bone stock Glock and three magazines, you're good to go. Yep, that's true. Well, it's been uh, it's been great talking to you guys. Thanks again for for taking some time interviewing and kind of updating us on what's what's going on. So thanks again, guys. And uh, my name's Will. Um, I guess ex-member now of of 
of Hast and uh, Greg and Adam. So thanks again, guys, and uh, have a good day. Thank you.